What's up? You're listening to the Air Right Attack, your home of the unscripted, unfiltered, 100% authentic. It is, in fact, the final episode of 2022. As we head into 23, a lot to go on. But uh, first things first, um, we had Kevin Bryant on back, and I believe in the early part of September. Uh, he reached out to me, Spies on the Sideline, the book he just recently released. Uh, it's a book to fully explore the uh, ex- extraordinary um, actions the NFL takes to willing to uh, do whatever it takes to win. Oh. And uh, the NFL? A, two, two audio, free audio books. If you're interested, the tweet will come out later on. And uh, it's definitely, whoa, it's definitely uh, a good one to. I don't know what I'm doing here. There we go. Whatever. Good one to we'll go with that. But uh, first things first, uh, depends on however the live stream is going. Clyde, my good friend from Colorado, beautiful Colorado, is joining Very us. Cool. And then two great friends of mine, the uh, hosts of the Herb and Raj podcast themselves, their very own Herb and Raj. Welcome back, guys. Glad to have you on tonight. Thank you for having us. Yep. Thank you, sir. Most definitely. And uh, first things first, I know that uh, Clyde kind of opened up the worms. Uh, Raj, you're Miami Dolphins. Why are they yeah, so good this buddy. year? We are doing good. We're eight and four, uh, second in the AFC East right now. Um, for some odd reason, we lost to the 49ers and the third string quarterback, Brock Purdy. We, yeah, we lost to a team with the starting quarterback's name was Brock Purdy. I can't believe that. Yeah. Uh, anyway. What hurts worse, Rod, the fact that he's third string or the, the fact that his name is Purdy? <laughs> I think the fact that his name is Purdy because it's almost like too close to pretty, and I just don't like that. So, <laughs> um, anyway, I, I watched as much as I could of that game, and Tua was just extremely inaccurate. Um, he had a lot of high passes. A lot. He was off the whole game. He just did look like himself um excuse me san francisco's defense played well as they always do um and, and like i said even when jimmy g went out and uh i really thought we were going to pull through and win that game a lot easier but um oh well it is what it is we're second we're in second place um i just think that it, the, the dolphin season is really going to come down to that next matchup we have with the bills up in buffalo and i kind of feel like the winner of that game is going to win the division i know we we got lucky we, we really got lucky beat them the first time but it's going to be a lot more difficult um and i also noticed that buffalo um and i'm not sure if y'all were going to bring this up later on but von miller's out for the season mm-hmm. uh torn acl so is it torn uh, yep. yeah uh, it's torn. Of course, we all be, you know, it came out this afternoon, I think, or, or yeah. later this yep. afternoon. Damn, yeah, I didn't hear that. That's a bummer. Yeah, yeah I yeah. saw it when I was at work today. So he's out for the season. I didn't even know he tore his AC. I didn't know what happened, to be honest with you. It's been, what, a couple of weeks at least? And it wasn't a torn ACL in the beginning. It wasn't torn until today. So I don't know what other, you know, things they did or whatever to get to this diagnosis. But that was yeah. a shock. Yeah. So other than that, I mean, you know, I'm just hoping that Miami, uh, my prediction for Miami was to get the wild card spot because I didn't know if we had what it took to, to beat Buffalo. And um, right now I'm just holding, hoping that my prediction stays true. Of course, right now you're, I think you guys are eight and four. Yep. Um, headed into the final, what, four or five weeks left. You're at the Chargers. You're at the Bills. You got the Green Bay at home. You're at New England. And then you finish off the regular season with the Jets. Yeah. At eight and four, what do you think with that final stretch? I think it's five games. What do you think that final stretch of the five looks like for Miami? Where, where does that put you guys at, in your opinion, when it comes to the playoffs? 
Uh, it's interesting you asked me that because uh, Herb and I, I think discussed this yesterday, and I think I think Miami's going to end up at four and one. I would not be surprised if they end up three and two. I can see us losing possibly two games, but uh, I think we'll beat the Chargers. And I, I would say that one loss would be the Buffalo game. I'll give them that, but the other four teams, I think we can win. So hopefully we end up at four and one. Um, and I guess depending on how Buffalo plays and how they finish the season, we'll be in first or second in the AFCs. I still like Miami's chances in the. I still think they can be that dark horse team in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, I think when you can score, you know, basically like that, you know, and you've got two dynamic playmakers. As long as those two are healthy, I think you always have a shot. I agree. I agree. I just think our defense needs to step up even more. I, I know the acquisition of Bradley Chubb was huge for us, but mm-hmm. I still think when it comes down to playing Buffalo and, and keeping Josh Allen grounded to it to the best of our abilities, it's going to be difficult. Right. Um, and I, I would also look at matchups like, you know, Kansas City maybe later on too as well. That too. That too. Kansas, Kansas City's still strong. Kansas yeah. City's what, like 9-2, and two, right? Three. I think they've lost three games now. Oh. Okay. They lost to the. They got like the Bengals. Oh, they, they did. And the Bills, right? You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. That Colts so. game just seems like so far. Like what happened there? You know, yeah, <laughs> no, no shame in losing to the you know the Bengals and the Bills, but I have no idea how they lost to the Colts. So. And then seeing how Dallas destroyed the Colts the other day, like putting up like a college football score. Was it like fifty nine to fourteen? Yeah, 50, they scored thirty three points in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. That's mm. crazy. With what is it like less than 400 yards of offense or something crazy like that too, or some real low number to get that many points? <laughs> you know he's only bringing up Dallas because his wife is a Dallas fan, though. By the way, right? So. By by <laughs> marriage, by marriage, I have to root for the Cowboys. <laughs> you got to keep peace in the household. Yeah, I am. I am. Hey, Roger, I'm more interested in your rookie head coach. Tell mm. me why that guy's having so much success, whereas our guy is not. I. No, right. You know who their guy is, right? You know who their guy is. Coach Buttons. He's talking about for Denver. He's like, why is why is Miami at working and Denver is not? Nathaniel Hackett and Mike McDaniel. I wonder if it's Mike McDaniel if he just relates better to some of the players. Uh, I don't know. It seems like he just gets along with the players better. So, oh yeah, I see the Broncos hat. I, I you know, I speaking of the Broncos, I actually picked Russell Wilson for the preseason MVP, and obviously that did not pan out as I planned. Yeah, uh, no, that's that's definitely not going to pan out. Not even not even close yeah. <laughs> to this year. Yeah. When you look at the part where it says others receiving votes, his name. Yeah, is. <laughs> he's not even in the list. <laughs> I mean, I don't. What what is is it just Nathaniel Hackett? Is it the coaching or what? What is it with with Denver? Before before we say that, I want to get your pick one last on on Roger Miami. What was your first reaction to that trade to with Denver? Bradley Chubb, of course, going to Miami. Of course, we get a first round pick in return. Yeah, I was I was okay with it. I was okay with it because our team Miami is built to win now. Mm-hmm. So you know, giving up another another first round pick, I think we can we can live with that. Um, I do hope when the draft comes that we do get some better offensive tackles and. Prior to us getting Jeff Wilson, I was really high on getting a running back, but I like Wilson back there. Him and Mostert, they have a, they make a nice little combo. So when we got Chubb, I was I was excited about it, and I'm happy with it. Yeah, kind of like the Rams formula, you know, forget draft picks if you think you can win now. Yeah, I mean, we don't know how long Waddle and two or Waddle and uh, Tyreek are going to be together. Mm-hmm. I mean, players move all the time nowadays, so I'm, I'm hoping they stay together for a long time. But with them and Tua, we, we got to win now. We got to see how far we can go. Why wouldn't they stay together? Money. Anything could happen. I, I'd have to take. Yeah. I have to take a look at their contracts and see what's going on. But I mean, that that's a good question. I, I hope 
I hope they stay together for a long time for my personal sake too, so we can win. But when you said it, I was assuming you meant because of money though and contracts. Yeah, trying to keep two uh, and two star wide receivers, I think is going to be tough. Right. But you got three more years of Waddle. Yeah. Minimum. So I mean that's enough in the NFL. That's enough. Three years yeah. is, yeah. is a that's a huge window. window. I, I yeah. agree with Clark. That's a huge yeah. window. And then we got to make sure Tua stays healthy too. That's probably your bigger if. Yeah. Unfortunately. <clears throat> All right, Clyde. Now I'll, I'll let. Sorry, I had. A, I kind of had to get um, Rod's uh, thoughts on that. Now back to what Rod asked you. No. Why? Why do you think we suck so bad? Because you know we we suck really really bad. <laughs> like really really bad. Like really really bad. I, I didn't say that. Those are his words. I didn't say that. <laughs> no, Rod, you, you can say it, man. We suck really, really hey, bad. Clyde is self-aware, so he's he's like an honest fan. So he, I don't think he goes sugarcoated. We're gonna send the number two pick in the draft to the Seahawks for Russell Wilson. Just yeah. just to be clear, in this year's draft. So Bryce yeah. Young, maybe is yeah. it, we, we we're trading Bryce Young and. The 35-6 pick over to the Seattle Seahawks for what we're getting out of uh, Russ this year. Plus that. Uh, worst, trade, worst trade in NFL history. I mean, it's in the contention for yeah. it. So. Maybe Herschel Walker, I guess, might have you beat, but that's uh... – <laughs> I don't know. It depends on how uh, how the Seahawks this is true. U- utilize those picks. Yeah. But I don't know if they need a quarterback even because their quarterback looks kind of good right now. You know, Smith's up to Seahawks, man. I'd probably wait second round and get like mm-hmm. a hidden hooker type, like somebody who doesn't need mm-hmm. to play right away. So, like, what is it, hooker or, um, oh, I had his name right there, but one of those kind of guys that you don't need to plug in next the kid year. from Kentucky or whatever. Will Levis. He's going first round. So, what about Stetson Benson? Oh, Anthony Richardson. That was the other one I was thinking. Like, oh, or a project. Second, third rounder, yeah, from the Seahawks, and ride out Geno Smith for another year, and maybe yeah. the rest of the team. But I mean, that's that's about as far as my analysis goes. But that trade was just—I think the thing about that trade is you have to be getting like MVP Russell Wilson, and they just didn't get MVP Russell Wilson. Yeah, Not all the rest of the dominoes go from there. But also having a coach who isn't very aware of what's going like no in-game you know adjustments yeah like when you're not getting prime russell wilson i don't think they're making any any changes you know so that's the outside well, view though that's not a well, no that's a good out that's a good view i mean you're looking at the very obvious it's very clear what's going on is we have a very bad head coach and a quarterback who's playing very bad yeah so who's who's to blame? I, I have to blame our, our our general manager on that. I mean, there was a lot of hype about our general manager being one of the best talent evaluators in the NFL, and I think um, Broncos fans lean very much on hype because we have it. It, it sounds like hope, and that's all <laughs> we have right now. I mean, I, hope is a strategy in Denver, and uh, unfortunately, this this guy has been. Awful. We're three and thirteen in the last sixteen games. That's the worst stretch of sixteen games in in, in Broncos history. Well, um, it's unacceptable. Well, exactly. I mean, the it, fact that it, it Lamar was, Jackson, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Rog. 
not to mention the last loss when Lamar got injured and then mm-hmm. you know it ended up like ten to nine. It's just like I don't know what's going on. By the way, the defense has not played bad all year. No, they've been great. In, in fact, we've we've wasted the defense. Yes, yes. And you you just can't go into every game thinking we gotta hold them under. 10 to win, you know, right, right, if your right. defense is holding, and especially in the modern NFL, if you're, if your defense is holding people under 20, like you got a great shot to win it. So, uh, you know, and they're well, not playing think, but great defenses every week. You know, they're just playing anybody and it, it's terrible. Well, and, and that's what I think is the most disappointing was more, more hard to watch at this rate, but, and that's, what's more disappointing is the fact that this, this uh, this offense and the defense is phenomenal. I feel bad for him because a lot of people give him crap, but it's like you can't put this defense constantly, almost literally 60 minutes out there, probably 45 if I had to really average the timeout, 45, 50 minutes out there and expect them to, uh, unfortunately, to hold the ground because this offense, I've never seen an offense this app, this real. We made history, I think it was last week, was the worst offense since 2000 when it yeah. comes to points per game. I think it was at 14. I'm sure that's dropped down to 12 with the fact that we've always score nine but um i've never seen an offense just absolutely so bad that this team can't even get in the end zone it's it's just i don't end know zone. we couldn't even make it into the red zone <laughs> well, there, there's i at this point i just want to get in the end zone i want to see six i'm tired of seeing these field goals we've had three games this year where we haven't even gotten into the red zone let alone the end zone so think about how how putrid that is yeah think about this if you go into this weekend's game and i told you hey i can guarantee you you're gonna hold baltimore to 10 points you're probably betting the house and you know on on denver that's just well i'm not but yeah (laughs) (laughs) he said i like my house (laughs) i'll bet my house on the under (laughs) <laughs> oh, absolutely. Herb, I've got a piano in here. I ain't selling nothing. <laughs> and Denver plays Kansas City Sunday? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. it went from a Sunday night game to now just a regular 205 uh, time. We don't want Denver in primetime. Yeah, they, they flexed Miami <laughs> to the uh, primetime game. Yeah. Miami, yeah. And Miami Los Angeles. Yeah. So I'll be able to I catch that. I don't have a good read on the Chargers yet, though. I don't really know what you're getting there week to week. That team's yeah. so inconsistent. I, and I like uh, Justin Herbert, but that team, I still think I, you could easily see Sean Payton be the new head coach out there. Yeah. Oh, he would love it. Like it's just the coaching changes needed, though. You think that's what puts him over the top? I think Justin misses Mike McDaniels, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Because mm. McDaniels is why Tua has played phenomenal. Yeah. But. And I still was think Mike, if we have Mike McDaniels, McDaniels in uh, was in was in uh, San Francisco, right? I think where did What's him it? and Kyle was that where him and Shanahan met up? I um, think yeah, he was I in San, so, yeah. yeah, he was in San Francisco. I, I think, think they were at quarterback coach. Yeah, yeah, he was their quarterback okay. coach or something like that in Washington, right? Okay. And then he went out there to to San Francisco <clears throat> to be their OC. Cool. He's awesome, by the way. Yeah, I wish Denver he, he, grabbed he's him. from Aurora. Mm-hmm. I think he, I think he had some time in my hometown. He grew up a little bit where I'm from. Mm-hmm. He loves the Broncos. I don't think OC is the Denver is Denver's problem, and I think offensively it starts with Russ. And you almost mm-hmm. get the feeling like the Seahawks knew something towards the mm-hmm. end there, and I feel like you guys got a lemon. And I don't know that a better OC could fix what's going on. There, you know, part of what. Oh, yeah earlier on was his mobility he doesn't run anymore mm. um, his accuracy 
isn't there. And then you start to hear the off the field. Like, we already know that, you know, there's two positions, quarterbacks and wide receivers that are going to be deep. Like, you kind of already know that going in. But if your quarterback is so, you know, off all the off field and you have no chemistry with anybody, you're not developing anything offensively. And then if you're not playing well, that even makes it even worse, you know? Like, you're the kind of got an entourage of 30 people and you're terrible on the field, like, you lose all the respect, I think, of everyone else. No. Well, I don't think he has much respect in the locker room right now. <laughs> yeah, he's Honestly. lost the locker room. He's yeah. absolutely and lost. The- yeah, and that's what I'm getting at. I, I think that, it, and I think it's starting to translate even more and more on the field. You look at the body language of everybody on that field when they're playing, and it just looks like they've given up. I was about Especially to say the offensive go side of the ball. Go ahead, Rosh. No, I, I said yeah. It looks like they just wanted to be over with. So yeah, I mean the season's gone, but I don't know. I was wrong about this one. Clyde, uh, and I'll take obviously Herbert Rogers' uh, <laughs> little thoughts on um, this video. Clyde, did have you did you see that video? I think I tagged you in on earlier this past week, or might have been last week, about Russell Wilson practically saying unlimited diarrhea, unlimited. Yeah, he did say that. Mm-hmm. He's he's so he's such a dork, man. Yeah, is he I, in that video? Is he not drunk? I don't know what he's. I, give us, give us what's the what's the video? Yeah, I gotta check. I haven't we, seen the video. Okay, I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna tag you guys. Hold on, I'm going to send this. He just says unlimited diarrhea. I'm gonna send this in the <laughs> chat that we got uh, for the Twitter, um, DM wise, and I'll let you guys play from there. I kind of want to get copyrighted and all that crap. I don't know what I don't know what behind the storyline is behind him saying that. I don't know. Maybe his kids had the flu. No, he's, and Mr. he's just absolutely tired, and he's tired of probably cleaning up his kids' mess. I don't know. Maybe he's referring to how we life? play like diarrhea. I don't know. Um, I, no, I don't Mr. know. Mr. Unlimited. You know about the Mr. Unlimited, right? Well, it, what is he? Unlimited diarrhea? No, no. He's Mr. Unlimited. That's his alter ego. Oh, Lord. Oh, my you ever heard about this? No. Yeah, he was. <clears throat> he came Fill up me with in, this a Clyde. few years ago in Seattle. So I guess in Seattle he came up with his alter ego, and his right. alter ego is Mister Unlimited. And then, so why is he saying so, diarrhea? So I, I think it's about his kid, one of his kids. I think it was like unlimited diarrhea, like because he kept pooping. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He's like the kind of person that has built. He has really bought into the hype of himself. Yes. I'm really got letting that getting carried away. Like he's enjoying being a celebrity and not so much worrying about like the play on the field anymore. You know? Well, it certainly looks like that. And oh, here's another thing. So a couple of weeks, I think it was last week was his birthday and they had Mm -hmm. a birthday party for him. And, and, there was this report that only half the team showed up for his birthday party. Well, first of all, that. I heard about that. If 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 half of my if half of you guys on the panel right now showed up to my birthday party, I would be ecstatic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so for half the team to show up to Russ's party, I think that's a pretty good thing. But yeah. it was a surprise party set up by Sierra. Now, if Sierra calls me and asks me to come to her house. For Russ's party, I'm going because of her. No right. matter, what, I mean, like, what am I going to say? No to Sierra. Well, I'm going <laughs> just to use twelve of their bathrooms, dude. 
You know, it's yeah. funny though. When we're talking numbers here, though. Like it's kind of overblown. If you say half of a football team, that means you're getting like 26, 27 people still showing up. That's a lot Thank of people. You. Like yeah, you said, if a- you said only half the panel showed up to your show, I'd be like so two people didn't show. So you had like one person <laughs> there. Like that's that's a totally yeah. different number. But I I, I might think not show up. probably used to illustrate the divide between him and the rest of the team, which I do think is there, party or not. Well, it's probably offensive defense. Yeah. Well, if I was a defender, I wouldn't show up to his party because I'd be, I'd definitely be mad. But you see, like, you know, obviously Raj and I are a little partial to Jerry Judy, but we have never seen that kind of body language from him like any of his years at Alabama that I see on the field with Denver. So, yeah, he's been I, like that since he got here, though. I don't know what his what's his. Now, who's problem? that, Russ? I was going to ask you. No, uh, or Jerry. I didn't pay attention to Judy really until this year. I think he came mm-hmm. in hurt. I think the the first year, if I'm not mistaken, or was banged up a little. So this is like the first. Plus, I also have him in fantasy this year, so I, I watch him a little bit more. And then he was. Yeah. Here, so I thought, yo, this is gonna be a great marriage. But the games I have seen this year, it just looks like he doesn't want to, you know, be out there. So well, I wanted to be Calvin, out there for my pick: Calvin Ridley and Jalen Hurts when they were first out there. I think Rods will get that difference yeah. to it. But I wonder if he's still trying to get adjusted to the league because he's not getting the ball as much as he was out. Things were a lot easier in college. Things were mm-hmm. much, much well, easier. He could run anywhere, and two was going to throw him the ball anywhere. It's just not like that in the league anymore. And I wonder if he's still having, like, I don't know if you can call them growing pains or just adjustment issues or what, but it's just it hasn't clicked yet. Well, I'm glad, and that's an interesting thing that Garage brought that up because I was thinking the same thing. You know, since, since Jerry's been in the league, he hasn't had a consistent quarterback really to – Throw him the ball. In, in three and years, he's year, caught four touchdown passes. Yeah. yeah. Four touchdowns. Now, I will say this, though, on the flip side of it. Uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins played for years with some of the worst quarterback play, and he was still a superstar. Yeah. Thank you. Like, obviously, I'm biased because I love Jerry Judy, love Alabama players, but it's it's just not the same player, I, you know, that we're used to seeing. No, I agree. Uh, brought up, it was a class brought up a good point. He was like that before for us, so it's kind of hard to – I just never paid attention to him, you know, really last year. I, I I feel like I need to look it up. I feel like he was banged up or didn't play the full season last year, was hurt. But, uh, you know, I might be mistaken on that one. But this year just is not – I've seen him in games and seen some of the drops, and I'm just like mentally you can tell he's not into it. Yeah. He's had games where he's dropped five or six passes. Right. That's more than like the whole three years at Alabama. You know, like, what is he doing? I, I don't know if, if he, he seems like he does not want to be in Denver, man. He definitely does at not. All. And I think, I think at this point, I don't think nobody him. wants to be. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, I, think, I think Jerry Judy's a trade candidate for next year. I think him. Yeah, and I thought they were going to be. do that before the trade deadline, to be honest. Me too. So I think the Packers really wanted him. Yeah. I'd love to sure. see what that what that offer was. Me too, because I would have taken a, a third or even a fourth round pick for him at this point. And you're talking about getting a first rounder for a third or fourth. I mean, that's 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 just buying low, and you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But you can tell the Packers aren't really interested in trying to help Aaron Rodgers here again, no. receiver. So, but do you think Aaron Rodgers will come back next year, or will he be somewhere else? He will be, be in there. Denver. Well, if if Aaron Rodgers if Aaron Rodgers <laughs> plays again next year, it'll be in Green Bay. But I don't yeah. know if he plays again next year. Yeah, because I think somebody else has to get him. I forgot what the amount would be, but or the cap. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot all those details, but I heard it was like astronomical. So yeah, like fifty million, isn't it? Or, or around that range. I think it's more actually. 
I think it's I think it's more than that. Yeah, but, I think it's like eighty or ninety million. Oh gosh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, they, had a, they had a thing on it for um, ESPN. I think did a breakdown of people wanting to get on there, so I'd have to refer back to that. But yeah, you're probably right. So yeah, yeah he's he's yeah. Green Bay or nothing. Yeah, yeah. Green Bay. So I feel yeah. like that's, that's, that's Russ too. Yeah, Russ so is Denver or nothing because he yeah. signed that huge extension. Well, yeah, nobody wants to pick that up. Yeah. <laughs> nah, who would? I don't blame him. Nobody, including the Broncos. So yeah, we got to fire our GM. By the way, I, I just want to put that out there. He yeah. he's been nothing short of an unmitigated disaster. They have not managed the uh, the the quarterback situation. And I know Elway was was before then, but you know what has it been like? Oh, Ten years? I haven't got the quarterback situation correct. Going on, and then yeah. fumbled it in the worst way possible. Yeah, somebody's got to go. So coming from a non-biased standpoint, when it comes to you, uh, Herbert Raj. Obviously, you know, I got my opinion. Clyde's got his. Obviously, we're both diehard Bronco fans. So, obviously, we're going to be, you know, what so-and-so should be gone, so-and-so. From your guys' standpoints, what should Denver do? Obviously, playoffs are now out of the picture. Sixth yeah. straight losing season. Um, seventh straight without making the playoffs. Um, what should Denver do headed into 23? Pray. <laughs> I mean, the problem with your question is like, so let's take the Green Bay example, right? right? And they're out of it. Jordan Love would be starting for me the rest of the year. In the Denver example, like there is nobody, right? There, You already had a look at whoever was there before Russ anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's who I would have been taking a look at. I don't have that. I've lost first rounder, so I don't really have a plan for that. I would honestly look at this offseason. Like going back to what we just said, the people who were trade candidates before um, – you know, before the trade deadline, like a Jerry Judy, still a first round pick. You know, I'd I'd almost pull him aside and say, look, dude, if I can get some better body language and no drops for you the rest mm-hmm. of this year, I will get you out of here at the end of the year. But every drop drops your trade value. And like, you just I, need I production. Fix, huh? Yep. You yeah, but I would, I would almost just say, like, look, I will get you out of here if you show me anything. But I, I think you've got you've to try to stockpile a couple picks back, you know, trade anybody who's any kind of value to you and I almost take an approach like that. Your, your problem is you're locked into rust now mm-hmm. and you're almost locked yeah. into a win now situation with the team right. that's no longer ready to win now. But you got to so get hope. back. So hope is a strategy. Hope is now a strategy. But I, I agree with her, but I think you got to start somewhere in the draft and see what you can get with what you got. But, I mean, yeah. I, I know Russ is having a bad year, but I don't think he's going to have two back-to-back bad years. So I, I think he's going to improve. Well, obviously he has no choice but to improve next year. So What makes you say that, Raj? Well, he's having a bad year this year. So, he I mean, it's kind of hard to have another, like, worse, <laughs> hard to play worse than this this year to next year. So he'll be all right next year. Well, the problem is if he's aging and, like, running was part of his thing, that's going to always become less. So you're yeah. almost – Thinking on like the accuracy just coming, you know, because he used to throw a beautiful deep mm-hmm. ball. Now even that's like, I don't know, I don't know. And they don't have don't have the running game to kind of prop him up. Like you know, Aaron Rodgers when he's not having a great game, Green Bay at least has two good running backs. I just I don't see any positives, you know, offensively right now for Denver. So I might also like because we mentioned you know like guys like Richardson and stuff like that. I might start looking at guys like that that I know I could still get in second or third round. But obviously I don't know Denver's. I forget how much they trade, so I don't even know when their first pick is in the draft. Well, they, they, uh, they got Manning first round pick. Say it again. From San Francisco, they got San Francisco first round pick via Miami for the from the Chubb trade. 
Uh, okay. So, so what you're looking at a first round pick, but it's going to be late first. It's going to be in so mid twenties, yeah, about yeah, twenty to like, twenty six. You're not going to want any of the first round pick, you know, quarterbacks, and then yeah. you're not going to want to take a second round quarterback in the first round. So. We can't afford a quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, I'm yeah, saying like, if you get one of those guys, second or third round quarterback, and and let him just sit behind an aging Russ for you know a couple of years, and if Russ is terrible again next year. Maybe that guy sees the field at the end of the year for, you know, a couple of things. But it's it's almost like Clyde mentioned it and saying hope you're almost now in like a two or three year strategy just to get back to, you know, middling again. So so to end uh, the Broncos thing on this one right now, where we're standing um, as we head into week 14, Denver's got a first round pick thanks to the 49ers. Through the Dolphins trade with the included Bradley Chubb, they have a third round. They have two, three. They have two third round picks, a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth. Well, I think with the two third rounders, you could probably get into the second round. Maybe with the fourth, if you felt like you could develop one of those two guys. But given their track record with mm-hmm. quarterbacks, I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't say that's a, 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 a huge possibility. So you might be looking at just tanking a year if Russ really starts off bad next year and, and checking out the next quarterback class. You know, maybe a guy like Caleb, Caleb Williams will be there for you. I was about to say, who's in that next quarterback class? Um, uh, let's see. Who would that be? I know Caleb Williams is the first name that comes to mind. Yeah, I knew Caleb would be the, probably the top one. Yeah. Is he good? Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, he's good. He's got he's good. He's extremely mobile. He's got a really good arm, and he's yep. accurate. So yeah, he's, I, he's I good. think he fits the kind of more modern age one with the mobility now. You yeah. know, it, it's yeah. not like a kind of Lamar when he first came into the thing where we're going to run for a hundred yards or even like Fields is now. But he runs enough to keep you honest. He only he only really runs when he needs to, or if, or if right. mm-hmm. the play is called right. for him. But he doesn't do it to a like Herb said. He doesn't just lean on the run. Right. Yeah, I definitely miss him down here at OU. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. All right, man. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that, that was. That's one tough. more, one more question for the Broncos Nation, and I, I don't, I don't know this because I haven't paid too much attention. But how has PS2 played this year? Phenomenal. Okay, but he's been bored lately. <laughs> Honestly, like he's too he, good. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they don't pick on him, so it's he's gone like three, four games where they don't even look his way. So now teams have been kind of throwing at him a little bit and and he's been out of position yeah like he's last week stretch i think is what i read yeah yeah last week he had a a, a bad pass interference call on in that last drive that costs them the, the game. ultimately that that was the mm-hmm. the touchdown drive mm-hmm. and he had a bad pass interference call on third down so on a tight end by the way on on andrews so i mean oh, wow. it was just really bad too like, what are you doing out there i think he gets bored and i think he's at that point of the season where it's like, okay. who cares? Yeah. 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 Uh, to answer your question, Raj, uh, quarterback prospects are 24. Your biggest name is Caleb Williams. Right. And your uh, second, quote unquote, biggest name is uh, Drake May out of North Carolina. Oh, I forgot about Throw May. some names yeah, out there. Um, KJ Jefferson from Arkansas is a potential. Michael Penix, uh, Jr. from Washington. Yeah, Quinn Ayers from Texas. Yeah. I was about to say, Quinn, I think Quinn should be available then, too. Yeah, yeah Quinn's available from Texas. Jalen, um, I'm going to butcher his last name, Myro from Alabama. Yeah, uh, whatever his last name is. Bill um, Rowe, but you're not it's gonna, Bill Rowe, but he's we're yeah, not high on him. He might yeah. not even have the starting job next year. So. I I've mm. already predicted. I don't think he's gonna start next year anyway. So, 
So can uh, I go back to the PS2 William, pick, by the way? Yeah. May look like the top two. I'm Pretty sorry, much, Paul. Caleb is a is a big one that if I'm Denver, try to somehow get your hands on at this rate. Yeah. Going back to PS2, the Broncos should have never drafted PS2. They should have drafted Justin Fields. That would have been. <sighs> they don't have a quarterback. They should have taken him there. I know it's I know it's a little bit of hindsight, and PS2 is probably one of the best corners in the in the game right now. But you have to have a quarterback. Yeah. To me, that, I was, think that, that they, was a vanity how pick. Given how long they butchered the quarterback, I can totally see his point. Yeah. So. And and he wouldn't have been good. Let's be honest. He would have been bad last year, and probably this year. It would have taken time to develop, but we would have had all of our picks. Last year, we could have drafted a corner. We could have taken sauce if we were that bad. You know what I mean? Right. So there was, there was, there's not been a plan in place for the quarterback position. I think it was, I think it was Aaron Rodgers or bust. Then Aaron Rodgers took, you know, he, he, he took the money. Right. And so they immediately made a pivot and, and took the next best thing. Yeah. But yeah, it just I, hasn't worked. To your point, though, with Fields, when he's bad throwing, you'll still at least get the running. Yeah, exactly. You would have at least generated something versus yeah. when Russ right now is bad, you just it's get bad. bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's it. there is no fault because there's been games for for the Bears because the Bears. Let's be honest, the Bears have no weapons. At right. least Denver would have weapons around Field, something for him to build on. The Bears have nothing. Yeah. Yeah, like Daryl Mooney and he just got hurt. So they have well, they tried off. to get well they got Claypool and in, in hoping that that would turn things around. Yeah, but they, that, I mean, has anybody heard from Claypool since he's been no. <laughs> I'm I'm only paying attention to him because I have him on my fantasy team. You're gonna hear that theme a lot. But anyway, <laughs> I, I know you said you want to move on from Denver, but like to your point, Clyde, I agree with you. Getting somebody like that who is at least a dual threat, at least you'd get half of them, and that would have been better. Like they could have beat, you know, Fields could have beat uh Baltimore this past weekend. Do you do you think that that was a bad pick looking back? Who's that? Taking I can never say player on defense. PS two taking PS two over over Justin Fields. I think right now we would have to. I'm going to say I'm going to say it. Terrible pick. Terrible pick. I think love PS two. He's not not downgrading the player they chose. He's downgrading exactly. Is what he said. So you have if you don't have a quarterback and one falls in your lap, you have to take that quarterback. I I just don't understand the pick, and it was a head scratcher at the time. Great player, PS two is a great player. Okay, so three and nineteen. I gotta defend PS two here. I think but, I'm not, the, I'm not, but I'm not. I'm not attacking PS2. I'm right, attacking right. No, I, no, pick, I see what the cornerback pick over the quarterback pick. And also yeah. at the time, you got to remember John Elway was a GM and he was high on Drew Locke. No, it was it was George Payton that took PS2. Was it? Yeah, I thought it was Elway. It's gone by that point, is what he's saying. No, it was PS. It was George Payton. George Payton's first pick is PS2. Yeah. So this this all comes back to George Payton. Which is, by the way, basically taking the safe pick over taking the bold pick. Right. Yeah. But it, is it a safe pick to take a cornerback when you don't have a quarterback? 
The safe pick would have been take the quarterback. Out, I think if, if you know that he's going to be really good, you could always look back and go, see, I, I got us a Pro Bowl starter at, at corner. That's what I mean by safe. The bolder pick is to take a field and mm-hmm. not really, you know, be 100% on it. Because I think when you guys mentioned Aaron Rodgers, they were like, look, the defense is ready to win now. We got to get a veteran instead of a rookie. So I think but, that's what I'm thinking when I say when I say safe pick, you're getting a more ready prospect right now. Well, that's exactly what they said in the press conference. This is exactly what he said. We're taking the safest pick in the draft is PS. Right. Well, it's not the safest pick in the draft because we're three and nine this year. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And and the reason why if if Justin Fields was the quarterback this year, what would your record be? Honestly? Yep. Be careful, Clyde, nine, man. Nine I disagree three. with you. Nine and three? Nine and three. Listen, listen, Raj. I know I know that's, that sounds blasphemous, and I know it's crazy. But did you know that the Denver Broncos, if they scored 18 points in, in regulation this year, just 18 points, mm-hmm. they would have won nine games? No, ten games at this point. I would say we should be ten and two. two. Mm-hmm. I would I would say seven to eight wins easy, Raj. Without even just from the couple games that I've seen, like that first I, I, game in Seattle. Yeah, you know, and they the win that game. Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking at the scores now, and and you know, before we talked about, it, I I was just you know guessing, but it's 17, 16, 16, 11, 11 to 10. How do you score 11 to 10? 11 to 10. <laughs> Safety. 12 to 9 and 10 to 9. So, yeah, I mean, a couple those are all overtime games, too. Games. Look at all the overtime. Yeah. So, if you score 18 points in regulation, you you win 10 games, Raj. Isn't yeah. that crazy? And we're 3 and 9. That just shows you how bad it is. So, if we have Justin Fields this year in the Denver Broncos, we, we're, nine and, we're, we're 9 and 3 right now. Hmm. I will say this, and Clyde, I, I really, I think you're going to disagree on this, That's but I'm going to say it anyway. I that still believe yesterday morning, yesterday afternoon, whoever, whenever the, the call was, I really believed Denver should have gone after and claimed Baker Mayfield. And here's why. The team's already lost out on Russ. The team, the team attitude just sucks. They've already lost their, their, they've already lost their, their man crush on Russ. Baker comes in with a little chip on his shoulder, swag, little thing, for one point five million. A former first round pick as a backup. At the rest, this right, the season's already over. Maybe he was a spark that Denver needs, and Russ can go sit his little ego on the on the sideline for a bit. Yeah, no, that's not happening. I don't know if you know anything Why? about the Broncos right now. <laughs> it can't get any worse than what he's already. Getting. I don't want to be. I'm not. I'm not trying to be mean to you. But listen, they treat Russell Wilson like he is the queen of England right now. Well, and that's my point. Maybe. So, for do you, do you think that they would dare do something bla- so blasphemous as to bring in another quarterback? Yeah. That would even- sit him down for one game. Maybe he gets back to cloud, back to reality. Absolutely, I would. There's nobody on this team that's going to hold Russell Wilson to account. No. Not one person. Well, no. Coach is the biggest cheerleader for Russell Wilson I've ever seen. <laughs> I think taking uh, um, Baker from like more bad money after bad money. You know, if if you're he, taking him and put him, giving him anything. So. Yeah, Baker went to the right place. He he went to the right place for himself. I think yeah. that was a good good choice for I him. Agree. I agree. So next season, do you bring in Baker? 
No. No, man. Why would you? You got to have a backup plan. Your backup plan is to suck next year. Backup plan yes. is if Russ sucks again next year, which is potentially one don't of those third rate. round or fourth round picks on a developmental quarterback, let him play the second half of next year. And if you suck and that guy sucks, that's fine. And you're in position for the top of the next year. But you bring in Baker, who has, yep. who's a starter, but and has a starting experience. Here's the thing. Let's say that you're losing three to – let's say you're only winning about three to four games next year and Russ is terrible. And Baker pushes you to five or six wins. All he's doing is costing you draft picks. Exactly. I'd rather have a guy out there who you're trying to develop, and if he's bad, he's just bad, and you tell him, like, look, you know, this is a little bit of an audition for you, but it doesn't really matter if you're bad or not. I would rather yeah. not have Baker out there trying to win me a couple games. Yeah, you got to go all in with Russell Wilson. At this yeah. point, you're all in. Yeah. Next well, you year, go if, on if you're good, you're great. The, you're, if you're bad, also great. You're setting the pro- you're the program. You're setting the uh, organization back. I think now we're back in what another five more years. The rate we're going, but it's, it's probably the first time you've had a plan in a while. We're, if <laughs> right. We start off the season and we suck. Let's start scouting next year's draft for the for the quarterbacks. Very true. Perfect. Well said, Herb. I still say bring Baker to mile high. (laughs) You will be so mad when Baker gets you to six wins and like, (laughs) you know, the seventh or eighth pick over the first. You will be so mad. If anything, he would look great in the Rocky National Mountain National Park doing progressive commercials. Come on. Yeah. yeah, With that that beautiful wife, sure. But like, it ain't going to help you on the field. Speaking of Colorado, Clyde, your thoughts on Dion primetime going to Boulder? Oh man. Okay, so first <laughs> of all, wait for this one. <laughs> I'm lying. Like, Colorado, what's the media been like since primetime been has now officially the new head coach of the Colorado football program? That's an absolutely dissembles. That's worse than what Denver is right now. Well, on a on a Monday morning reaction Monday is what they call it on the radio. They talked more about Deion Sanders press conference and, and what he means to the state of Colorado football than the Denver Broncos. So well, of course at this rate, might as well. It gives you an idea of how hyped it is. Do he came in, and, but I mean, he's, he rubbed some people the wrong way when he came in and said, I'm bringing, I'm bringing my luggage and my luggage says Louie. <laughs> which I think is hilarious. Yeah. I think it's great. And it is and who he is. Mm-hmm. That's who you're hiring. You, yeah. you bring the guy, you're bringing prime. You're bringing coach prime to Boulder and he's going to bring his sons and fantastic. Let's ball. Let's go. It's going to be fun. Boulder, Boulder is going to be a fun place to watch a football game on Saturday again. For the first time in a long time. So man, I am I'm excited. I think it's gonna be great. Could Dion be the next head coach of Denver? No. I don't know that he wants to be an NFL coach, man. Like, I think he likes the way he can mold the kids and some of the stuff he can kind of get away with more attitude-wise. And then like uh you could see he's already trying to kill the the transfer portal and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. I think those are things that you can do, you know, control a little bit better in college than you can NFL for sure. So I see him succeeding, you know, doing well at Colorado, especially what I guess Raj had to remind me they're actually in the Pac-12. 
Um, there's a huge opportunity if, if a couple teams do slide out of the Pac-12 too. You almost have to just set your sights on competing with Utah yep. and becoming physical, kind of like you just said at this last stop too. But transfer portal kid, I mean, what, have got a 1,000 kids in the transfer portal? You could probably build a team pretty quickly. So um, He has already. Yeah. To be honest with you, he's already brought quite a few. He's brought, what, two five-star recruits? Well, he's got the Denver two five receivers coming down, yeah. yeah. And of course, his son that's – in my opinion, is a phenomenal quarterback. Now, whether or not you know he continues to be that at Colorado, we'll find out. But right, um, I mean, well, we're fixing to find out. He's well, got that right? talent. Yeah, I think you. I think you might have muted yourself, Raj, because I can't hear you. Well, I don't know if it's just me. I think he was unmuted. I can't hear you. No, he's. We lost you, Raj. No, but we can still see your wonderful face. So what do you? I know. I'll, I'll read your list. For saying, we're gonna. We're gonna. I know what he said. I know. I can see what he said. Favorite person. That's what he just said. Oh, good one. Nope. Uh, now he's probably muted. text me his question if he says it. But um, no, I, I think Prime will, will end up doing well there, Colorado. Like I said, there's a good opportunity to be in Pac-12 and some, you know, two top teams in the Pac-12 moving out. The Pac-12 stays together. Colorado can be a great place to be. But you see now, like kids aren't. Not really destinations much anymore. They are following people and NIL money. Kind of as long as you got a good NIL department, you can get whoever you want. And like, I don't think those numbers are even going to be exaggerated. A thousand kids in the portal. I mean, it's pretty much free agency at this point. So, and I'm glad it you brought that up, uh, Herb. What's everybody's thought? I'm starting to get really. I'm not going to lie. I'm starting to get kind of tired of uh, the portal already. It's only. It's really. It's I think is what second year. Um, what's everybody's thoughts on this portal? Seems to me as if it's just now starting to be a one and done at one university, move on to the next one and done at that university, go on the next, so on and so forth. What's everybody's thoughts on this portal? Is it at this point, is it still good for college football or is this going to ruin it? It's good for Colorado. Well, absolutely for them. It'll be great for them. Yeah. It's good and bad for the kids. I'll say this, but I think it is. You kind of hit on the, the head there. Too many of them now are thinking, "I'm giving this one year and I'm out." Mm-hmm. Now I understand, though, in football you have three to four good years and not many options. So I think sometimes you know it's not. And when I say many options, like if you're a decent basketball player, right, you'll play four years at your your you know at at your school. Then you can head overseas and make a great living for the next, you know, 10, 15, 20 years and still make good money. You know, you know, you don't have the fame that you have over here, but you have so many options, you know, in Dwight Howard playing, was he playing like Korea or something right now? Mm-hmm. So you still have all those options. But when it comes to um, football, you know, after if you don't make the NFL, if you're not in that small percentage, I mean, you've got like AFL, CFL, you know, PBL, whatever they, you know, all these little things, but it's not it's not the same. So you have those four years to maximize what you have. So I think they're thinking, well, if I wasted one year here, like I can't wait out another year, but you know, if, and I think a lot of them are thinking, I know I'm not going to make to the NFL. Right. I need to at least maximize some NIL money and become a starter at, you know, Bowling Green for the next three years versus sitting at, you know, Georgia for three more years. So, but I, I don't like it because I'm just, I guess I'm older school and I don't, I don't like all the movement. A thousand kids in the portal, you know, first day that just, mm-hmm. and before the bowl game has even come up, that's just unheard of for me. Wow. That is unheard of. 
And I might be over but I know as of like, yes, was it Monday afternoon? It was like 667 yep. before we even, you know, Raj and I even recorded that night. So that's, wow. that's just crazy. So. Herb, your thoughts on this uh, playoff, of course, uh, for all you listeners out there, college football playoffs are finally announced and it's going to be a, uh, some to some and no surprise. I was a little disappointed that I thought uh, they could have uh, done a little bit better, but uh, Georgia gets TCU or Georgia gets Ohio State. My bad. In the one four, and then Michigan TCU in two three. Uh, Herb, we'll start with you, and then we'll start with Raj and Clyde uh, as well. Uh, did the uh, CFP committee get it right? And uh, if so, your thoughts on this year's playoffs? So the first three I thought locked in and I thought they got that right. And I was not surprised at all. So last year, I, I or and I guess Alabama has been in that same position, Alabama and Georgia, both not winning, you know, their title. I, I guess I see now from the outside, I don't like the Ohio state inclusion just because they didn't even get to go to their conference championship right. game, but I can't see like who I would have moved up. If that makes sense. And just because, like, we're Bama fans, well, I never thought that we should have been in that conversation. Right. Well, I don't let, let's go ahead and throw that part out. So, the first three I agree with, and I think they should be there and be in the spots they're in. Ohio State just feels like backing into it, but that's very hypocritical to me because Alabama was in their exact position and, and got in. So, right. you know, but they I, also I see won why. It. Say again. They also won it when they backed into their. Yeah. Team, so, yeah. So, I, I see that. But I think the first three were right. And if the fourth one is wrong, I couldn't tell you who I would put in that spot. So, Can you give me the list again? Ohio State and who? Uh, Ohio Georgia State gets Georgia Ohio State and Michigan, and Michigan gets TCU. Yeah. And Georgia, because it's the number one seed, they get the pick. So they're basically playing at home against mm-hmm. uh, Ohio yep. State. So. I, think, I think TCU I, is a stretch. TCU, I th- I'm afraid, is going to get destroyed. I think they are going to get destroyed, but I think their resume was there to get them in. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're in the class of even like. And the re- only reason why I would say Ohio State stays at four because I didn't want to see Michigan or Ohio State in the first round again. But I think all the other three teams would beat TCU handily. And I think them. Oh, absolutely. As well, you could probably keep going down the list. I probably take Clemson, especially with Clay Kubnick over them. I take Utah. Yeah. Like the list would go on and on. And I apologize to any TCU viewers or fans or mothers and daughters that are listening, but the list of teams I would take over TCU is long. So they got in by resume, not by team strength is what I think. No, and you're right. And and to all the TCU fans out there, you know, use the hashtag Air Attack Podcast and we'll get your tweets out there. But even if it's not during the show, but my thing is this. Uh, I don't think TCU should have gotten. Now, had USC beat Utah, I think uh, TCU would have been kicked out and USC would have been that fourth team. Yep. Um, I think TCU would have stayed, still stayed in over Ohio State, though. Hmm. I kind of feel like I felt like the committee wanted to see Ohio State over TCU, though. I think they did, but them not even going to their conference championship, I think, hurt them. Yeah. So I think if you have two teams that have one loss and one of them lost the rematch in the conference yeah. final, and didn't even make it. I think you got to take the other team. Like I said, I'm not. I'm not arguing who's better. Right. I'm arguing resumes and TCU's yeah. resume is going to look better than Ohio State's at the end of the day. That's why I think they were going to get in. I don't think they have a shot in this. Who mm. TCU? Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. I would. Pick, I would pick Georgia. It's going to be Georgia uh, beating Michigan. Michigan, mm. then Ohio State, then maybe Georgia again before I pick TCU. <laughs> 
So. I think I think the Ohio State Georgia game might be interesting. It just depends on if Ohio State's offense plays yeah. darn near perfectly because yeah. Kirby Smart is going to have them ready to, to oh, play. I agree. He's going to have them. They're going to. And I told you this. I think they're going to play him just like they did play Tennessee. Probably same type of defense. Um, so Ohio State can win the game, but I I don't see it happening. I, I honestly I feel like it's going to be Georgia and Michigan in, in the national championship, and then Georgia winning. But as far as the top four, I this is kind of what I predicted after the championship games. I I feel like Ohio State wasn't going to move up to three because then you have Ohio State Michigan rematch, and the committee didn't want to see that right now. TCU is going to stay still, and then Ohio State is four, then Bama, and then Tennessee. So the funny thing is, I don't know if Herbert's mentioned this or not, but um, prior to the championship games, there were so many Alabama fans trying to put together scenarios on how Alabama might possibly end up in the top four and it's just entertaining to watch but at the end of the day it's like we have two losses we're not getting in so let's just let's just leave it at that and not going to the championship and not even making it to our championship game and after the way we played this year it's kind of like we just didn't deserve it so it is what it is there's almost two like auburn went to the SEC championship game with two losses and they won that against georgia i could have seen them in lsu this year if they don't lose the Texas a&m they have two losses and they get to the championship Mm -hmm. game and they beat Georgia, I think they slide in. None of those was the case for Alabama. We lost our two best games, and all our top 25 wins ended up being like Texas and Mississippi State. Like, it's just – Yeah. The wins weren't we there. We barely beat Texas. Yeah. So, I, I just I just didn't see it, you know? Yeah. It's, Sorry, a, weird, it's a weird year for that. I, yeah. I think maybe you should expand the playoff to, to six, game, six teams. Not not to get more people in, but like the deserving teams are still the deserving teams. You know, like if this is BCS, you would just have Michigan versus Georgia. And if that ends up being the title game, you're saying we wasted a lot of time just to get where we were going to get anyway. But I don't I'll be honest, like having said what we just said about Alabama, I don't think the other teams want to see Alabama in the playoffs, you know, just because almost just because you have Bryce Young, you know. I would take him in a game against almost anybody. So Exactly. That's why I want to see Alabama. I was hoping Alabama made it, to be honest with you. Yeah. How does everybody feel about the the 12-team expansion? Because I feel like, obviously, if you're the top four, based on what they're saying, you'll get a bye the first week or whatever that is. And then, but if you're the final four teams, if you're like a top, if you're a player and you're going in the first round of the draft, are you even going to play in those games, though? Like, you're going to, you got to win basically three or four more games just to get to the championship game. What's the whole point of playing? Well, and and that's a good point. so how are we are we doing the top twelve as if it was a top twelve like right now or is it conference champion and a few at large? Do we know? Conference champion and a few at large. I think. Yeah, I think. I, I think the Patrick go on some of the at larges, but I think you're almost taking all your conference champions for sure. So does that get you? Well, I don't know how many. Now conference- is that your power five uh, conference yeah, champions? Power five conference champions. I think are all getting in from the first, you know the little things I've seen and then. Uh, it almost seems voting, and I always see at least one group of five in every list, yeah. but I haven't really looked as far as to see how that's going to go. I like it, but I, I think Raj brought a good point. Is Let's just say, like this year, let's say it was this year, would Bryce Young want to play these extra potential two, three, mm-hmm. four games and get, you know, of course, and the risk of getting hurt is obviously there mm. as he leads into what we all assume will be his final year at Alabama. So, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I mm. 
I'm for it. I just hope they don't uh, make it to where, you know, like, well, USC plays, you know, like, like this year, be like two, two lane or crap like that. I don't want to see those yeah. games, but yeah. I think you're going to have some terrible first round games. Yeah. I think those four buys are going to become really key just for staying healthy. But I, you know, I don't, I don't know that it's going to be as great. I think everybody's looking for like, Hey, sorry to bring it up, but like Oklahoma, Boise State. And I just don't know that you're going to see like a whole lot of that. You know, yeah. we saw last year uh, with Cincinnati versus Alabama, and it just wasn't any, you know, it's just talent and physicality just wins out of some of these games. You know, Alabama had a terrible passing attack, and they were just like, we're just bigger than you. You're going to run past you. So, mm-hmm. and that was with a terrible line last year. So I, I think in some of these games, you're just going to see the big boys dominate, you know. And shout out to uh, Coach I, the host of the Fan Attic uh, podcast, uh, good buddy of mine. Of course, I have to add this one up there because he is a Georgia guy. Nobody's worried about Bama this season. So, you know uh, how you can tell that everybody. There you go, George. <laughs> from a Georgia fan, Alabama not supposed to be in the conversation, and they were still trending like number one or number two on Twitter. Right, right. <laughs> everybody says they don't think about Bama, but they still Nobody's play. worried about Bama, but everybody wants to see Bama play for some well, reason. But I didn't realize that, I guess, until the past couple years on Twitter that we were the villains of the college football world. I, so. I knew that because the way I saw it was, since I'm a Dolphins fan, I've always hated the Patriots, and that's only because they won all those Super Bowls. So that's why mm-hmm. I just used that same comparison. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good yeah. comparison. Anyway, I, I feel like I derailed that, but uh, sorry. But yeah, um, I guess going back to your original point, I, I did. I did feel like they got the three of the four correct. I just don't know what your fourth one is. If and the I, BC, if the BCS rankings was still around this year, the final ones would be Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, TCU, and Alabama would be your top five. Really? Yeah. But it would have been an, a, a Michigan Georgia final, which yeah. I think is where we're headed. Yeah. I kind of like the BCS, to be honest with you. I, I bring it back. What's wrong with that? What what happened with that? Coach, well, I, I, if you're still watching, uh, let us know your thoughts on Georgia and who you have uh, winning both uh, semifinals and the, of course, national championship game. Who are you starting with? Um, reach out to Coach I. Uh, real quick before we do make our predictions on that one, what's your guys' thoughts? I mean, I know it's probably a meaningless bowl when it comes to Alabama because, of course, you know, being in playoffs is is the expectations. Kansas State's a pretty good team. Um, Adrian Martinez, Deuce Vaughn in the backfield. They got some weapons in the receiving core. We don't know. You know, this is where all these players skip out making bowl games. This kind of has a feel of uh, this kind of has the feel of uh, OU and Alabama back in the uh, thirteen Sugar Bowl, just because it it gets that. Um, but uh, your guys' thoughts on the Kansas State game and uh, um, all that good stuff. I, I'm already preparing I, my – we would have won that game if Bryce had played um, excuses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there right now. Uh, you'll, you'll see a lot of tweets that will say, Will would have gotten that sack if he was in there. Right. <laughs> I don't I don't know how my intensity is gonna be from that game because I don't like I don't know half our team I don't expect to play. I I Herb and I have talked about this a few times and I'm hopefully optimistic that Bryce and Will Anderson will play. My my reason for Bryce playing is that Bryce really and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but Bryce doesn't really take a lot of hits. He's he's good at scrambling, and when he does scramble, he knows when to get out of bounds, he knows when to slide. He know he's smart enough to say, you know, I'm not I'm I don't need to take any more hits. So I, I think and I'm hoping that he plays for that. Will Anderson, obviously he's gonna lay up take more contact and give more contact. So 
if he sat out, I could understand that. And Dallas Turner would just step up and, you know, fill in that position. Um, so let's just say her, let's, let's use this scenario. If Bryce plays, what is your prediction? I, I mean, if Bryce plays, I think we're winning. It'd be 34, 34, yeah. 17. Is Bryce playing and Bill O'Brien's been fired by then? Or yeah. <laughs> well, if I can get the combination of those two, I'm thinking Alabama wins like 50 to two. But if I don't have both of those, I, I mean, if Bryce plays, you know, the defense is still up and down. There's no real talent. But I think we put up, you know, at least 30 plus on them. So, yeah, I think I could see like a 37, 20, you know, four kind of game, something like yeah. that. Yeah. But I, I would handily pick Alabama. Yeah. But. They're probably feeling like I'm playing right now. So, I don't know, between transfer portal and opt-outs, I don't even know how many people will be out there. That's a good question. I have no idea. Clyde, are you about to go play quarterback for Alabama? Is that what you're practicing back there? <laughs> I was wondering what he was doing. <laughs> My son wants to play catch. He's <laughs> Dad, you don't look busy. Um <laughs> We're almost done, uh, buddy. I told him, I told him five minutes, like ten minutes ago. So yeah, yeah we're all, no, we're almost done. Um, Heisman Trophy: uh, Max Duggan, the TC quarterback, uh, Caleb Williams, and who was the other two? Stetson Bennett and CJ Stroud, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Least, I got well, Caleb Williams well, winning. Coach, I, if you're out there, uh, who's your Heisman Trophy winner? Uh, everybody's Heisman Trophy pick. I think Caleb wins it easy. I I also pick Caleb. Um, the only the only thing I the only reason I can see people not voting for Caleb is because he got injured in that last championship game and they lost. Right. But other than that, before the championship games, I had Caleb Williams. Yeah. I'm gonna give a sympathy vote to Hendon Hooker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Max Duggan comment is probably based on that last like that last drive, the tying drive against. K State was probably just one of the most amazing things that I, that that man was so tired. He wanted that game to be over. He threw the ball versus yeah. run because he said, "I ain't got nothing left." He's like, "Dude, I'm I'm taking a beating. I am gassed. Just please let's get this over with." Yeah. But this will be one of those years where I reach and give like a you know a defensive player a wide receiver. Versus, I think they just picked all quarterbacks yeah. on winning teams and said, "Here we're going." But I don't know all these guys have kind of underwhelmed at times. Yeah. Clyde, uh, I don't know if you knew this. Real quick before we end the show, did you know that the Denver Broncos game against the Rams on Christmas Day is on also on Nickelodeon? What? They, they did that last year, though, right? Yes, a slime really? thing. Yes, yeah. a slime game. You didn't see that, oh, Ron? Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. I hope Russell Wilson gets slimed yeah. <laughs> over and over again. That's probably the only way to make a Denver game entertaining these days. <laughs> yeah, it might be. Russell Wilson, if you're listening, man, we're just joking around, all right? I'm not. <laughs> Stop sucking. Um, you saw that comment. I do think Bryce is definitely one of the best, for sure, but I'm yeah. more biased. But yeah. I think if he had any kind of consistency or team around him, he would have been back in the Heisman. Yeah. I think he did a better job this year with less than he did last year. So. I, think they, I think Bryce was actually left off the all-SEC team. Yeah, I don't know. But, you know, honestly, like when we're talking about other players, though, it, Stetson Bennett is not the person I would have picked from Georgia. I would have picked Brock Bowers. Oh, yeah. 
if I was going to put somebody in the in the Heisman vote, that's oh, yeah. that too. Like I'm going to petition this whole offseason to get him to the NFL next year. Like I don't think the SEC is ready for a whole other year of him. Right. So. And this question goes to everybody as we wrap up the show real quick. Uh, spies on the sideline. Good friend of mine, Kevin Bryant, wrote this. Two free audiobooks out for all of you. Uh, pretty much, I'll send the tweet out and uh, definitely get your chance and name entered to win that as we hey, uh, get closer to Christmas. Can I win uh, that? Because I want to listen to that. I got you. Um, I want to listen Jalen Jalen Carter uh, Isaiah Fowler uh, Herb Raj Clyde biggest as we head into obviously this is the final show due to the fact that uh, holidays coming up and all that good stuff final show of 2022 uh, look back in your personal life sports life whatever it may be going back to 22 what was your over overall uh best moments just out i guess final outlook so to speak in 22 and make your biggest bowl prediction when it comes to your one of your favorite teams doesn't matter in 23 so my one of my favorite things this year because i'm going to steal this one before us was actually us getting our podcast going and started in our youtube stuff and actually having some fun with everything this year yeah and next year i'm gonna say Alabama loses one game, is back in the SEC championship game, and wins it. But I don't think we know have any idea who the quarterback's going to be yet. Yeah, I just don't think it's going to be Monroe, unfortunately. Who's the coach going to be? Who? Who's your coach? Uh, I so Bill O'Brien is gone one hundred percent in my mind, and Pete Golding has a fifty-fifty. But there's got to be some cleaning house. I don't. I don't put it on the. Um, I don't put it on the players this year. I don't think that they, we were prepared for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, coaching staff's got to go. It's been bad for two years. Wow. Coach, I, I got you. Hit me up on the DMs. Raj, what's your outlook on 22 and then your bold prediction come 23? Outlook, um, as far as biggest achievement, it would probably be the same thing as Herb. Herb and I have been talking That's for a while about trying to do it and you – know, it's something that her, when, whenever we're on the phone anyway, 90% of the time we're talking about sports anyway. So we said, let's try to get a podcast going. And um, I know he just, I know he's just using me on the podcast because of my good looks and my entertainment value. And I let that slide. Clyde, but, what did uh, I say off the air? Didn't I say Roger's the talent? Roger's the talent. I, I, I agree with him too. And I have two big predictions for next year. Number one, Le- <coughs> you're going to laugh at this. LeBron James is going to lead the Lakers to it. No, NBA God. title. What? Well, come on. Come on, guys. Come on. Just, hey, <laughs> don't do this. The Dolphins in Alabama. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Realistic right. predictions for next year is the Dolphins win the AFC East. Okay. Uh, the second one is Ty Simpson will take a one-loss Alabama team to a national championship. Ooh. Not Jalen Milrow, but Ty Simpson. Ooh. Much yep. better. You heard it My here first. prediction is LeBron gets hurt in the middle of next year and decides to retire. Ooh, He's still going to pass Kareem this year. That's fine. And that's the last thing he'll accomplish in the NBA. He's going to pass you, too. Thank you, sir. We appreciate you. <laughs> Coach, uh, these two Thank guys you, would, would I highly recommend um, getting on your show as well. These two are very knowledgeable, and, and I would I highly recommend them. Thank you. Coach, I, if he ever wants to come on our show, we, that, that invitation is extended as well. Of course, of course. Clyde, same goes for you. 22 outlook and 23 bold prediction of any of your – one of your favorite teams or many, however. 
Oh man, I've been blessed in 2022, so I can't, so many blessings I can't even count. But uh, my boys are healthy and they love football and they love sports and awesome. they're smart. And um, they're Clyde. I can't be prouder of my boys than I am. So that's my, that's my outlook. Yeah. I said, good to hear. Good to hear. That's awesome. I said, they're just, they're just like you, Clyde. Yeah, we're, we're all, we're all goofballs here over here. Any predictions for Russell Wilson next year? <laughs> so, the, can I be honest with you? I, I think the Broncos are going to be the worst team in the NFL again. What? Uh oh. What? We are gonna, I mean. <laughs> I know, man. I hate to say it, but <laughs> we're bereft of talent. Um, we're going to be cleaning house next year. We're going to get a new general manager, new head coach, new coach. All these things will be new again. Um, that never goes well in the first year. So I would say... Did your son just say new quarterback? No. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> He oh, I thought he did. That was, that was perfect. If he did, I was like, "Oh, that's hilarious." No, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't think he knows what we're talking about. But okay. um, I swear, that's what he's talking about. I think we're going to be the worst team in the NFL next year. I think we go very. I think we get the number one pick in the draft in twenty twenty four, and we select a quarterback, Caleb Williams. I think it might maybe. Caleb Williams, future Bronco, probably. I Let's ride. It. Let's ride. Let's ride. Yeah. <laughs> I think the wheels have fallen off of Russ, man. The <laughs> wheels have fallen off. He's fallen off. He doesn't know where they are. He can't get any yeah. replacements. Uh, nobody will return his calls. Gotcha. He doesn't he play with any great. Left-handed. It can only get better. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. I know you. I know that's that's a hard for you to hear, but. Uh, I don't see any hope for the Broncos in the in the near future. He's about to give you a bold prediction, though, that has some hope. So what, what you got, Mike? Yeah, let's hear it. So for me, 22, a uh, lot was going on. Of course, losing my grandmother, who I was extremely close to in June, uh, especially during the holidays. I am definitely missing her right now, especially her wonderful, just herself, really. But she made some really, really good fudge and cookies and all that but no her christmas was her favorite holiday so it's a tough one but uh she's in a better place but i definitely miss her and love her um and for me overall biggest uh i'm going out on a limb denver fires nathaniel hackett after the 2023 season fires george payton after the 2023 season brings in peyton manning the new head coach of the Denver Broncos will be Lincoln Riley out of USC oh, wow. and brings in Caleb Williams as the first round pick as in 24. <laughs> the NFL transfer portal. <laughs> <laughs> That's my bold prediction. Lincoln Riley comes to uh comes to Denver. So, so you're saying that the Broncos are going to hold on to the the garbage that we've had this yes. year. Mm-hmm. I feel like Lincoln I just Riley don't get a vibe that we're going to fire. I think we would have done it by now. That's what only irritates me. 
you can't fire him. Exactly. The guy who hired him cannot fire him because that's a black eye for him. I feel like Lincoln Riley in NFL will be like Cliff Kingsbury in the NFL. I feel like they'll be too similar and, and have the same hangups. <laughs> you never know. College coaches have not had much success. success. It's way too different, man. And, and the yeah. people you're talking Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Know? Even, even Saban tried it. That didn't work out for you. Yeah. He got out of there so fast. I, I forget what terrible franchise he was dealing with, though. But, Miami. Uh, yeah. I know they were. They were oh, okay. Right. Yeah, we know. Hardy har har. I put it out of my mind, but I just know that they were horrible and it was a bad fit for. Yeah, we had, we had a bad year. Okay, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Well, guys, that's the wrap-up on the 2022 podcast season, if that even exists. But we'll make it one anyway. Gentlemen, it was fun tonight. I enjoyed it. Had a blast, as always. Joining on the show, Clyde from Denver, Herb and Raj, uh, the host of the Herb and Raj podcast. Check him out. Where can they listen to you guys on your end of the bargain? I listen on Spotify to those guys. Yep. We finally learned somewhere in the middle of the year how to get it onto Spotify and the Apple Podcasts <laughs> or Apple Music. I think it only took us like 20, 20 podcasts to get it out to everywhere. But uh, we could. And Clyde, I do. I, I thank you all for I do thank you on air, man, for always. Yeah, we appreciate you. Feedback and stuff like that. So it's definitely appreciated. So, yeah. Heck yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's a wrap on 22. Clyde, I'll see you next week. Herb and Raj, guys, have a wonderful Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever is good for you guys. And uh, I'll still, of course, we'll still stay in contact. Until then, the big things are coming in 23. Can't wait to release them. Until then, we'll catch you all next year. Take care, guys. All right. Roll tight.